I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, is that bar moving in there? The middle bar is moving. The middle is. This one's moving. We're good. Can you... Well, I don't know. Hit, hit settings again on restream. Hit audio. Now talk. See, it's moving. Yeah, yeah. Right, I think we're good. good. I think we're good. Yo, we back? All right. We back. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. We're good. I think we're good. Yo, shout out to Philly. Philly just helped us out live right now, so check them out. All right. Thank you, guys. Welcome to episode 160 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host, Nick Theories. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. All right, let's do this finally. You know, when when you think you got it all figured out, you really don't. So uh, We got to work on your uh, Wi-Fi. It's not the Wi-Fi. It was just <laughs> what happened was the, what had happened the audio was... mixer wasn't on, and I didn't know how to do that because Philly Phil's not here. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning as I go, you know, so I got to be better. I have to be you better. I have to better. improve. You know, this is a lesson for young kids out there. You know, you make a mistake. It's okay, man. You pick your head up and you keep moving forward, and that's what we're doing. So right. Can we talk about sports? That's what we're doing. All yeah, right, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm getting to. Let's, <laughs> let's start out with the home <laughs> run derby. Let's start out with the home run derby last night. Vlagarero defeats Julio Rodriguez. What would you think about it? Fire. Uh, Vladdy's Vlad, a beast. Vlad um, and Vlad Sr., the first father-son duo to win the MVP award, which is really cool. They showed that picture of when Vlad, when he was like three years old. With, uh, that was awesome. His, his dad. His dad was such a beast. and But, yeah, the All-Star game was absolutely electric. I loved it. Um, it, it is it is literally the best event in all of sports. It's and not, it's even, not even question. It really is. I was watching it last night, and when it was actually when Julio Rodriguez started going off, and he had 41 in that first round. I was like, holy shit. I was telling Al, I'm like, do you know how hard that is? Bro, people don't understand how hard that is. Like, 41 home runs in, like, four minutes – and you only get like what you, you you get a break, so you get three minutes, and then you get a break. You could take a you could take a thirty second break. Yeah. So strategically, people take at the halfway mark. I got it. But by by the halfway mark, the dude had like thirty. They were saying last night on the commentary, twenty five at, at like a minute and thirty left. The average was like crazy. ten or eleven home runs. <laughs> yeah, it was like he was like twenty something. Yeah, it was, it was just like holy shit. And his pitcher was just putting him in his sweet spot, and he was just roofing him. It honestly looked like a machine, like. It looked like you were watching it on replay. It was like the same pitch, the same swing, the same location. It, it looked like a replay. You're right. That's what it, it was. It, legit, really it was an, it was amazing. Just watching that was just like wow. Like that is that's special, man. And then to do that in front of your home crowd too, like that's so dope. I know. Um, it was just an electric atmosphere. I love the home run derby. It's a lot of fun to watch. The home run derby might actually be my favorite thing of all the sports stuff. Well, let's talk about it. Do you think it's the most exciting all star event in all of sports? 
for me it is yeah i mean because like when you think about like when you do when you watch the dunk and that i love basketball but when you watch the dunk contest like you could get three misses and it's just kind of like they get old and now you have like like who's the uh matt mcclung's and stuff duncan like i want to see superstars do a dunk contest you know what i mean not just no names and stuff like that but that's not the way basketball operates for me it's the home run derby and the three-point contest are, the, are my favorites yeah no, I totally agree. And Philly Phil said, you got to turn off the caption from last week. You're right. I don't even know why it's there. Hold on. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Bro, I... Uh, all right. Hide. Okay. Now we're good. We're uh, good. I hope. We're good. That is not the topic. That is not the topic. That is not the well, topic. Well, good thing Phil's paying attention because we're not. Yeah, I know. Well, obviously, we're just talking. We're spitting balling right over here. But, yeah, it is off our screen. I don't know why we didn't see that. Uh, but anyway whatever fuck it you know this is a, a, a teaching moment it's okay it's 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 literally okay like i don't give a fuck i'm not ashamed of this i'm not embarrassed <laughs> you know i don't have an ego that hurts me i don't i don't give a fuck you know what i mean i'm here to pod and You're if you guys want to enjoy some good ass content <laughs> tune in to fucking pni and also share our stream be a real friend share our shit we got to tune in send to it out condition. Yeah, like sweating already. You're sweating? Yeah, it's hurting. But you don't got to get up no more. It's all right. I could tell why. Trees. What, what are you looking for? Um, <laughs> what are you looking for um most forward to tonight with the all-star game? Uh honestly, I'm looking forward to uh Otani. Um, he is literally must-see TV. I just love watching him play. He's so like he's just a smooth operator, man. This guy is a monster. You would never think, like, if you looked at him. You wouldn't think he's mashing 30 home runs by the all-star break. The guy, the, the motherfucker is, man. That guy's the guy's a beast. He's really uh, apparently he might be pitching tonight. There was um a report out there that it was a fingernail of his that was hurting. And then I guess he wasn't gonna pitch, but I guess really he is going to pitch tonight, apparently. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, uh Otani and I'm looking forward to seeing uh Julio Rodriguez as well. Yeah, um, same for me for the most part. I just like watching them play because, like, here's the difference with the MLB All-Star Games, the NFL, and basketball. The MLB actually plays the right way. They play hard. They're not cheating the fans that went there. So that is one thing I do really appreciate about baseball is that, like, when you watch the All-Star Games, you're watching the best players in the league, and they're going for it. Mm -hmm. It's not like in the NBA where they're scoring 190 points and not playing any defense. Like, we were talking about that during the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah, It was, like, it was, it was borderline unwatchable. It yeah. wasn't even fun. They're shooting from three quarters court. So, but that's what I'm looking forward to uh, for the All Star game tonight. Who do you have um, win an MVP? I got Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is going to be the MVP at plus 2,300. Is I think that's a steal. Uh, this guy is raking. He's hitting 320 this year. Um, he is absolutely a monster. Uh, and Papa Broad, shout out to Papa Broad. He said tonight he I actually learned that he is seven and 20 against Garrett Cole lifetime so i i like my chances I, I i think that's a steal i think it's a really good um a really good bargain there at 2300 so i like freddie freeman you could look at my timestamp of when i emailed myself my notes at 140 and i have freddie freeman he has 17 home runs this year he's batting mm -hmm. 320 it's his seventh appearance and i think that he's going to propel the nl to their first win since 2012 i love it man when you yeah. said that earlier i was so pissed I'm it's like, so crazy we're it. never on the same boat so this is super rare right now well like, freddie freeman that is such a nick mvp choice and I, like i laugh at myself because i had the same exact theory see i, I actually don't think that's a nick choice i feel like i'm 100 percent. you think that well no freddie freeman's i mean freddie freeman's awesome he's having a great year but it's like those odds are crazy they are crazy. They're high. They're really high. Like a, a Nick player would be like a Corbin Carroll or something. This is his first All-Star game as a rookie. Um, like yeah. that year when you chose the Magic to beat the Raptors in round one. It was a, it back. was a hunch. 
you know, and <laughs> we, we, we all have them. Tom said he's uh six five two forty. Oh, he's talking about Otani. Yeah, no, he's right about that. Like, I'm just saying, Tom, if you look at him, like he's all smiley, giggly. Like, you wouldn't think the guy mashes, bro. Like, yeah. just look at him. He's he's a fucking he's a mod. We we're yeah. watching modern day Babe Ruth. You, like, oh, absolutely. Not sleeping on Carol either, Tom. I'm not sleeping on Carol. He's a beast. But I'm just saying that if you're gonna take an underdog, that's the way I'm gonna go. That's a Nick player. What do you think? Do you think that there's a way on the subject of the All Star game? Do you think that there's a way that the NFL and the NBA could do that? mid-season they're all-star games because the nba if you think about it the nba not that they did it but they did that mid-season tournament now in november and december i gotta be honest with you man i think the the nba dunk contest is has spiraled down for the last couple of years it's not even a question it's not a question um it's not really as exciting anymore because there's only so much you could do right and i think that's what kind of like gravitates me towards like the three-point contest or the nba because it's really who is going to be the best shooter that night? Yep. You know, at least the dunks are, they're all, they're all um, premeditated. They're all scripted. You know, they're, they're all rehearsed. They can practice that. They can yeah. practice that. Obviously you can practice a three pointer, but if you're, if you're on, you're on, it's just, it's just one of those things in basketball. You just gotta be, you just gotta know the game, you know what yeah. I mean? To understand what I'm saying. But um, as far as mimicking, I, I don't see a way. I don't know how you can do that. I mean, because the NFL midseason, I mean, eight games, does that really dictate who's a Pro Bowl? No, because the second half of the season, somebody could light it up the next, you know, eight games and, you know, become the MVP candidate and they okay. might not make the Pro Bowl. That just happened last year, Jalen Hurts. Right. So, like, to me, you can't do nothing about that. I think the NFL is screwed uh, when it comes to that. I think they have a, um, you know, I don't think they have an upper hand at all. I think MLB's got the best uh, all-star game. I period. don't understand. Like, for me, there's no way the NFL Pro Bowl will ever be what it was. Even this far when we were kids in 2005 and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It will never be like that again. No, and I, it sucks. And I don't even think, like, do you think that the, the like, do you think the popularity of it would increase if they did it in the middle? Or do you think it would just be the same thing? Because I lean more towards it would be still be the same thing because you're not, like, the guys are complaining about playing on Thursdays. Then you're going to add in the all-star the whatchamacallit the pro bowl in the middle of the season i just don't see them going for it because the nfl is you know that's just they're different they're totally different no i'm 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 100 uh behind you on that one um yeah I, I i don't see it being different either uh pals i just don't i i'm especially when now they're they're literally playing flag football now so like i i just to me, it, it it's just not appealing to me as a fan i i don't give a fuck about the pro bowl i don't but the MLB All-Star week, uh, week, I'm in. I'm locked yeah. in. I'm ready to watch that. I could watch the All-Star game because they actually, you know, they. I think they play for something. Absolutely they do. I it just, my whole thing is, again, is you can't, with baseball, there's not a lot of, there's no contact. Right. So, like, it's easier to play it. But, like, the guys just in the M NBA and the NFL, it's just all about injury protection. I mean, look, Victor Wembanyama is a perfect example. He's 19 years old. He played two summer league games. And he shut down now until October ridiculous it if you just, ask me. I, no i that, i'm i'm obviously i'm in in agreement with that it's just it's a it's just a joke what they do anymore it's like yeah they baby them that's just literally what they're doing they're babying also i want to bring up a good point and this is this is why like i think i appreciate baseball a lot more is that when you hear former players like big poppy speak on tonight actually i was watching it before we you know we got on air and he said I cared so much about the all-star game because I knew fans were traveling across the world or in the country to come, to come watch us play. Like the fact that a guy that makes so much money cares about the regular fan 
you know, and performing at his best for that fan to get their money's worth of entertainment. That's why Kobe Bryant. That's amazing. That's why Kobe <laughs> Bryant said he didn't believe in load management. He said because people that's saved up to come and see him in that game, and then you're sitting out and resting. And that's exactly what's going to happen with the Spurs with Wembenyama. Not to keep going back to that, but that's exactly what's going to happen. Just to piggyback off of um, David Ortiz, like when you just, he's not he's he's going to sit out games. And it's just like in baseball, they don't do that. And they play 162 of them. Right. So it's just like, it just sucks, man. It, I just, really I just, I just don't know. I, it's just like, it, it really comes down to character, right? Like, especially, you know, when you're all-star, like, you know, I, I think basketball is different. I feel like basketball is more for like the Instagram. It's for the, it's for the photos. It it's for, it's a big party. It's a big party to be at the, at the all-star weekend. You hear rappers rap about it. All-star weekend. You know what I mean? Like that is like a cultural thing and I get it. And then they go and shoot up a club. But the funny thing is, is that is more popular than MLB's, but MLB's product is way better. Oh, absolutely. The NBA product, if you actually look at the NBA product, it's actually a shit product. Um, no, yes. no, I'm serious. It's a shit product. Yes, but... You have play... You First of all, the inmates run the asylum there. Right. Players sit out, do whatever they want. They, If you're an all-star, you can force a trade to whomever you want. Look at Damian Lillard right now. AD did it. When you're with the NBA, those players just run that league. Yeah, and no. that's what sucks. And there's just it it's it can't be changed. And that whole NBA product is just shit. You have players sitting out, they sign contracts for 260 million <coughs> my bad, find contracts for 260 million dollars and then they sit out 30 games. And it's like, "What?" Well, here's do you know why it's like that though? Do you know why people gravitate towards more the NBA uh All-Star weekend versus the MLB? It's it's really simple. Yeah. It's just the MLB lacks marketing. They lack the players to market. Whereas the NBA, there's a plethora of players you can market. You got LeBron James. You got Giannis. You got Jokic. You got Embiid. You got Ja. You got everybody. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot more superstars in basketball than there is in the MLB. And, I mean, not for nothing, but baseball is also harder. Like, to be a superstar in the M MLB is a lot more difficult than being a superstar in the NBA. I totally agree with you because I think in baseball, yeah, you can hit home runs, but so can everybody, right? What separates you from the rest? Guys like Shohei Itani, he's the best player in the, in the league right now. And he's widely known because he's marketable. Yeah. And right? and he with, but, but he also makes himself marketable. He's yes. in commercials. He's out there. He's putting himself Look out there. Look at his there. teammate. Right. Trout was the best player in the league for and 10 years, to, and, but he, he was terrible at marketing himself. He didn't want to do failed. it. The only thing that Mike Trout, the one thing he's famous for outside of baseball is you see him sitting in the end zone at Eagles games. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's great it. Point. Yeah, Mike Trout was he was not marketable. He wasn't profitable. That's really that's really the difference when I see, uh, you know, the difference between the all star games. It's just the marketing ability. I think MLB needs to step it up because I think there is a lot more potential there to tap in. You know, um, I'm not going to sit here and cap. You know, a couple of years ago, I, I was kind of like way out of baseball. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, because the Phillies sucked, and it was just like whatever. Yeah, they were all there was nothing. There was nothing to really gravitate towards me towards the sport. Yeah, Trout's cool, but like he he, he plays in L.A. I don't get to see those games. Yeah, so I, I think that's another thing too is that a lot of the games aren't really broadcasted to the normal to the normal eye. You get the local games, the local teams. Yeah. Great, that's cool. But as far as looking at the rest of the you know the landscape of the MLB. I don't have the access. Yeah, you can get MLB TV or MLB whatever it is, MLB Live or whatever it is, the ballpark shit. I, I don't have that, you know, but 
the problem is, is that nothing made me want to buy it and purchase it because there's not many marketable guys in the MLB. And I think that's really the problem with the product. And the product is, to me, it, it's gotten better. I think the pro the MLB product is probably the best in sports. It's gotten better. Well, I would say the, well, NFL, the NFL. I mean, the NFL, I feel like, is, is in the king. league of its own. NFL's I, I really king. do. The NFL is king. But I think it's basketball, like – the basketball product compared to – and I don't watch hockey, so I can't really compare it to hockey. I don't have really any interest in hockey. And I don't watch baseball. Like, I don't follow baseball as closely as I do basketball and football. Right. But it's like like now I start to watch baseball Me right too. after the All-Star break because it's when it gets interesting. But as far as like – like, do you think that there's a way that the NFL can make like that weekend just as exciting as the NBA or the MLB? Well, if I'm going to say no, because the way they play it, it's right after the season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's it's like, all right, whoever won the Super Bowl, it's like, all right, we're already ready. We're, we're, we're moving on to next season. We don't give a fuck who's in the Pro Bowl. We just don't care. I, I I I don't care, especially when the game doesn't mean anything. If it's a meaningless game, I, I'm out on that. The one thing I like that the NFL does is the skills competition. And they got rid of that, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. And that was one of the best things about the Pro Bowl was the skills competition. I love watching Matt Hasselbeck and Tom Brady go at it in, 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 in a quarterback challenge. Like, that's cool. It was fun. That yeah. was fun. Like yeah. seeing Phillip Rivers and all the quarterbacks together competing at, at a stupid little game. Like, to me, that's, that's dope. But because they're actually trying. Yeah, they want to win. But yeah. if you watch the Pro Bowl, they don't care. I mean, now it's flagged, so it's like it really doesn't have any merit to to anything. It doesn't have any impact any any impact on the season. Has no impact on uh, on anything. It, it's just a meaningless game, and it's a shame that you know you got fans traveling across the country to come watch this shit because it is about entertainment, and these people are working their ass off to come see these players, but. You know, I th I just think the whole thing is 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 really uh, a mess over there in the NFL. And I don't honestly, God, I really don't know what they could do to even fix it. I really don't know what to do because the players now, I mean, and here's the thing too: you're going to have players now coming into the NBA or whatever, and they're already going to be worth millions of dollars because of NIL. The only way like I that's going to change their attitude, yeah, before they even get into the building. The only way I could see it is that like if you put the label of pro bowler side, right? Um, every team gets a, a bye week. What if you eliminated the bye week and the top, you know, X amount of players get to participate in this week and in, in, in this game? I don't think they'll ever go an honors the bye week because they're always complaining about like I know physicality. But what I'm saying is everybody gets a bye. Everybody has a bye on the same week. Yeah. And they just celebrate the players that have performed really well in the midseason. You know, you don't even have to do it midseason. You could do it maybe week after week 12. By after week 12 and 12 games, you can kind of form to see who's a pro bowler and who ain't. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because I by agree. that time, Jamar Chase's, Justin Jefferson's, they already have a thousand yards. I was gonna say most of those, most of those actual studs 
have a thousand yards already, right. or nine fifty, right. right there. And even so. running backs, they have I mean, maybe what seven, eight hundred yards, nine hundred yards. I mean, that by that point, you'll know who is a Pro Bowler. So to me, if you took the week off, you did a skills challenge, um, maybe eliminate the game in general. Just do a skills challenge. Didn't they get rid of the Pro Bowl? Didn't they? They canceled it. I thought they just get elected now to it. Is I that what they it is? That. They got rid of the the flag football. I thought they got. Oh yeah, I, I, I forgot about the flag because I didn't even watch it last year. It was garbage. I, remember, I didn't even watch it either. Yeah, I had I no totally interest. Forgot. And that's the thing. It's like I NFL is the best product in terms of entertainment, but the All Star Game is shit. MLB, I could argue, is probably the worst out of the three main of entertainment purposes. I'm not here to say it is the worst. I'm just saying you can argue it is. Yeah. Because NFL is number one, NBA and MLB, you can argue it all day. It depends on what you, what kind yeah, of fan you are, preference. yeah, right. So, but the MLB, they have to me the best product when it comes to the All Star, and I would say NBA is second. And even I, though the, the the dunk contest is dwindling down. And you know what else I would say too? You know what the ML the what the MLB has for them? They have no drama. Mm. MLB never has drama. Yeah. Like when that whole thing went down with Trevor Bauer, he was suspended immediately for like a hundred for the whole a season and a half. Right. It's just the MLB never has to deal with that, with politics, none of that shit. Like you saw with the Phillies when the whole COVID stuff was going down, JT Romuto, Bryce Harper, like, yeah, I'm not taking that. And they didn't go to the Blue Jay series. I'm yeah. just like, all right, say, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not doing that. They don't, they never have those big scandals like the NFL did when Kaepernick knelt or job when he's running around floating pistols. Mm -hmm. You don't see players in the NBA. You just don't see that in the MLB. It's drop or even the NHL for that. You just don't hear about it. Yeah. And stuff like that ruins ruins your brand. Totally, I, I you don't agree. have you like who's the Kyrie Irving of the MLB? Who's calling themselves Hala, going vegan, doing a Ramadan fast, and eating a banana during a, ba a basketball game because it's the first thing he ate in twenty four hours. I'm with you. We're we not, we're, having some, we're, we're, we're walking around the ballpark with some sage. Yeah, and that's what, and that's what, yeah, lighting sage, and that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You don't get that with the MLB. All that shit is not there. Yeah, it's just not with it. So, Tom just said Freddie got robbed. Well, I don't like to hear that because I put my money on Freddie Freeman to get it. Yeah, of course, he would get robbed, right? That's it. That's just so fucking typical. Let's go. Um, Appreciate the uh, the update though. Let's go to the NFL. So two weeks uh, until training camp starts. Do you think the Eagles' expectations are a little bit too high this year, entering the season? Uh, I, I I'm be honest. It makes me a little nervous. Um, I, I think the Eagles last year there wasn't really that high of expectations. They just really wanted to see a leap from Jalen Hurts, and it didn't have to be the Super Bowl. They got more than a leap. They got more than a leap, right? And But there was literally no expectations. I feel like a lot of expectations are on the Eagles. They are the hunted this year, obviously. Um, so, yeah, that does make me a little nervous, but their roster is outstanding. Um, you know, I you can argue they lost a couple pieces, but I can argue their they draft was them. the best. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I do like what they did. I don't think... Their, their losses in the offseason um, make them any, you know, worse of a team. I think I actually think they they kind of evened out. Maybe got a little bit better, but I like their future a lot better. But as far as this season, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm actually – I'm really not. Um, I just think – I think part of the ex the reason the expectations are so high and, like, th about them going back to the Super Bowl and everything is because I think the NFC is so weak. Hmm. Like, they're outside of the Eagles, is there really a dominant NFC team that comes to your head? San Francisco? I think San Francisco. I'm 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 chilling on them. I I think San Francisco is being way overhyped. I know they went on a magical run last year with Brock Purdy and shit, but Brock Purdy now has 
eight games of film. He's coming back from a bad elbow. You have Sam Darnold. Okay. You have Trey Lance. Stinks. So you think they have a quarterback problem? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think Sam Darnold, like, how do I articulate this? I think if you put Sam Darnold in Kyle Shanahan's system, he could, can he be, do what Matt Schaub did? Yeah, I do. Because I don't think Sam Darnold is like an awful quarterback. I, I just think, think he's, he's been talented. In, I just think he's been in bad situations. I agree with you. He played well for the Panthers at the end of the year last year, and that team was trash. Yeah. He had them in the fight at the end for the division. So I just, I think they're going to have a lot of QB questions. I really do. Because Purdy's coming off of a a Tommy John. And he's rushing back because he doesn't want to lose his job. I just, I I think the 49ers are the team that everybody's overhyping. Now, see, like, I I don't, it's hard to overhype a team when, they literally just went to the championship game. And I get it. Maybe the expectations for this season are a little bit high because I had them. What? Oh, yeah. What's your prediction for the for the All-Star game tonight? Who wins? I, I, have, the, the, I have the National League. I got the NL. All right. Awesome. Yeah, just because I'm, I'm repping the squad. Are you satisfied, Tom? Okay. I'm repping the squad tonight. All right. Go ahead. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Um, so going back to what I was saying is that um, – what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> I want, I'm in Hidden Hills right now, so like, pardon me. But um, – the uh what are we talking about uh the eagles and 49 yeah the, yeah the 49ers that's right the 49ers sorry i just had a brain fart uh the 49ers what i'm hearing from you is that you are worried about the quarterback situation it's a fair take and i yeah. get it but i can kind of agree with you now now i'm sitting here thinking about it like do we actually really know what Brock Purdy is? Is he a flash in the plan? Is 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 he is he that guy that just maybe popped that one that one time and just never heard from him again? I mean, that's very well possible. Uh, the talent was there though when when I did watch him, he made really good reads. Yeah. He he was he was decisive with the football. I actually thought he was a really good uh, a really good quarterback for him. I think I thought he fit yeah. the system perfectly. I just feel like for the Eagles, I think their expectations are what they should be. The Eagles are a really good team. They're stacked on both sides of the ball. So name me two two teams that can rival the Eagles in the NFC. Just name me two. I I, I would I, say two teams that I would say that can I would say Dallas. Yep. And um I mean at that point, I, I don't because Aaron Rodgers in the AFC now. I guess the Niners or or I don't really know after that. Maybe the Rams. I don't think the Rams are gonna be good. But I'm just saying, if if that's a team that I, I'm I'm low on and they could possibly be all right, it's like okay, you got Stafford, you got McVay. Can Cam Akers play the way he played the second half of the season? Is Cooper Cup going to go back to form? Okay, but their offensive line is terrible. Matt Stafford's coming off of a season-ending end, injury, and you didn't do anything to help protect them. Yeah. So it's like okay, so yeah, I'm down on the Rams. They have a six and a half point win total. I think uh, there's there's a couple teams in mind. Maybe um, certainly it's the Cowboys. I think they're they're probably number two. Oh, my cousin Ethan just said that. Deep the Lions. Oh, I, I, well, I was getting I was getting ready to go there. I was, I'm going to the Lions yeah, too because if you watched it Week One last year, I could argue that was probably the best game any any opponent against the Eagles have given them outside of their losses, respectfully, even with Hurts in there. Yeah. Because when the Eagles lost, Hurts wasn't playing. Yeah. So outside of that, I think they gave, they gave the Eagles the best run. Well, the thing, the only thing that I will say worries me about the Lions this year is this is the first time that I can remember that they have legitimate expectations. The, but what concerns you about that? Is it the mystique factor of the city? No, 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 no. Of, it's, like, it's, of, of how people perceive the Lions? It's, like, it's think, like the Lions. Like they're, they're, they're the Lions. I think stuff. players can, I think players, when they have 
big expectations like that have a tendency to their head gets big or they fold a little bit. And I think that Jared Goff and that team have a lot of expectations. A lot, dude. What's an, what's another team that uh, I, an up and coming sleeper team that could really cause a lot of problems in this season. And you could be, the Eagles could be in first place, right? And it's week 14. Who is that team where you're like, man, I do not want to see that team in the playoffs. Regardless, I don't want to see them outside of Dallas and outside of San Francisco and the Lions. Since we mentioned them, name me another team. I have one in mind. Mine's the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, dude, I was just looking at them. Oh, you could look at my screen. I was just going to say yeah. that. I guess Seattle. Yeah. I because could. they just added in Jigma Smith. They have that. Uh, yeah. What's his face? The cornerback that was awesome. The rookie. Yeah. Can they repeat? He's good, too. Kenneth Walker's good. They got the other guy. I can't pronounce his name. It's Char uh, Char Charbonnet or Char Charbonnet. Mm -hmm. That running back. So, yeah, I would say the the, the Seahawks. Yeah. Pals, goatee Pals needs to return. Marcos G. Marte, I can't say I disagree with you, bro. I miss him more every day. I text him like, yo, you need to go T back. All right. I and have he, to go and then he just texts me regular. I just shaved my face. Or he says, fuck out of here. All right. So it's do you think love. the Eagles are going to repeat as the NFC champions and go back to the Super Bowl? How do they not? We just rattled off for like five minutes trying, trying to find a team that could give this team problems and derail them. And I am struggling to actually find it. The only like again, the, the best chance would be San Fran and Dallas, and I don't. Not Dallas chokes. I can I can argue San Francisco. They might have. They can kind of get the the choking label too. Super Who? Bowl, the San Francisco Forty oh. ers They've been in there a lot. Kyle Shanahan is, and one they of haven't those won. Kyle Shanahan. I'm not saying he's overrated, but Kyle Shanahan catches no flock for consistently coming up short. I I, I that's that's what I'm saying. He so, was the offensive coordinator when they blew the 28 to 3 lead. He was the he got I know he gets them to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G and he's gotten them the two NFC championship games or three NFC championship games. It's like, okay, brother, well, you got to win some because we are crucifying Andy Reid when he went to four straight in the Super Bowl. Facts. Andy Reid was getting ripped apart. Facts. Where's Kyle Shanahan slander? Where is it? Well, here's the thing, though. I, I think it's different because I think a lot of people respect Andy Reid as a head coach. And he's done it for so long. So, well, yeah, when he went to four, four straight and lost, we were looking at it because we knew he was a great coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we we had high expectations for him, and he's he delivered with four. Come on. You, More than. To, to, to go to four NFC Championship games, yeah, you didn't win. But, man, to get there is fucking tough. And he did it with no wide receivers. Whether it's his fault or not, it's he just it, – yeah, that's Todd amazing. Kingston, James Thrash, Ricky Prohl. But the league was different. It was all defensive-oriented. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had Dawkins. We had, like, the, the Hugh Douglases. We were we were stacked. Trotter. Um, Javon Curse. We, we, you know, we, we got him. Andy Kalu. Andy Kalu. Yeah, <laughs> all of them, dude. Like, that's the Corey Simons of the world. Like, that shit's fucking legendary, right? It is. It is. But, like, now with Shanahan, like, it's just every, the game is evolving. But we never looked at Shanahan <laughs> as a top tier head coach. We look at him as a top tier coordinator. See, like, the, to me, that's that, that's the difference between the two names. So, but yeah, it, I mean, it, in fairness, you're right. Like he he should be fairly criticized for for coming up short. Um, the Niners too. I, I think the Niners have been one of those teams. They, you know, they haven't won in a long, long time. I know they came close in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with the Chiefs, but they did not deliver. Yep. They lost to Green Bay. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. They lost to the Giants a couple of years ago. You know, back when Eli won, and ever since they haven't made it. Yeah, uh, I know. That's my point. I just don't understand. Kyle Shanahan never. The last two Super Bowls they lost. They lost to the Ravens and they lost to the Chiefs. 
and they've they haven't won since what Steve Young. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's crazy when you look at the historical franchise of. On the subject of all those defensive players that we were just naming, like Corey Simon, and everything. What do you do? You, what are your expectations for Jalen Carter this year? Because I think he's going to be a beast. I, I think he's going to be hungry too because he slid. I do. I I do too. But my problem is: is he going to fall back in the rotation? Is he going to get the reps? Is he go- because you have Jordan Davis? We just drafted him last year, and and, and Jordan Davis, not for nothing, he didn't really get much burn last year, right? Like Jordan Davis was 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 you know he wasn't every an every down player not like he was ever but we really barely saw him I feel like so I I feel like that might be this year for him like a Jordan Davis kind of year yeah like I think because because Jordan Davis is gonna get a lot of playing time well yeah because we lost Hargrave right we yeah we have to fill that gap and we, we you know we brought back Cox so yeah I I, I know I know Pauls so I know I get it so you can just call him Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, I'll call him Fletcher. That's what I'm gonna do. So yeah, Fletcher. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, I I I expect him to to when I'm watching the game, I expect to see that first round talent, that ninth overall pick where I'm like, all right, I saw the hype. They were supposed to make, see he was supposed to go number one. Yeah. That's what they were complaining about, saying that they let the Eagles get him at nine. So isn't that funny though? Like the last couple of players are like that we've drafted in the Kobe Dean slid. Everybody was like, "How?" I will never understand Jordan, and and now uh, Jalen Carter, and then we drafted we drafted somebody else too this year. Yeah, uh, second, uh, the like the thirty first pick or the thirtieth uh, pick. I can't think of who it is either. Fuck, what I is his name? his name? Yeah, what is his name? Uh, it's important because he's actually really good. Um, yeah, I should know this. I just watched. I I read it last night. I was I was going over it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of it. Holy shit! Oh, Nolan, Nolan, Smith. Nolan Smith. That's right. Yeah, another linebacker, right? That slid to us, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, why? Like, is it like why? Why are the Eagles picking up these players that everybody has high on their board, but they're dropping? They, are the Eagles just outsmarting the NFL, or everybody's just kind of like skeptical about these guys? I don't know. I know. And then that's fucking and then, the two, and then a few years before we get Devontae Smith. Yeah. So Howie's been nailing his draft picks. He's been awesome. Speaking of Devontae Smith, um, Richard Sermon was on his podcast and said, this is probably my last year when he guarded Devontae Smith and was trying to cover him <laughs> on a comeback route. What was your reaction when you read this? Because, Yeah, my reaction was like... I couldn't believe he actually said that. Um, My reaction was like, yo, I respect Richard Sherman so much more. Yeah. Like the fact that he was able to be humble enough to say, yo, this dude retired I, me. I, I don't have it. That's, that's what I that's, mean, though. But it was like it was Devonte Smith. I'm like Devonte Smith is really good. But that's the thing, though. That got me like thinking, like, wow. Now this will give Devonte Smith a little bit more publicity than he deserve than 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 he actually deserves. I like old- he he legitimately deserves this publicity. This is this is great publicity for him. He deserves it. He had a great fan, fantastic year last year. I know he had ninety fucking five catches. He he broke an Eagles I single was, season record. I was you know it's funny. I was actually reading it today because I was thinking like, would you take Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle? And I was comparing their stats. Now, uh, Devontae had 20 more catches, but what's his face? Um, Jalen Waddle had 150 more yards. Now, however, Jalen Waddle also was fast as shit, yeah. able to run those little in routes mm-hmm. and break free. But who would you take out of those two? Well, our next topic is the top five wide receiver combos in the NFL. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, we could go into that. All right. Yeah, do that. So let's do that. So my top five wide receiver combinations in the NFL. This is the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two. And to me, it's a no-brainer. I got the Philadelphia Eagles at number one. 
Shit. You can call me crazy. Shit, at least I'm you call it. I'm calling you crazy. Shit, at least you call it. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. A.J. Brown had 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. Devontae Smith had 1,200 yards, and they both combined for 18 touchdowns. <laughs> that is so dominant. I loved it. I mean, it, it Devontae Smith had 95 catches, right? A.J. Yeah. Brown, he, he had 100. Or, I'm sorry, he had, a, you know, 80-something, right? That's that's insane. 88 threw, catches. They, they threw the ball a lot more than people. Yeah, if you have a guy who has 88 catches and you got a guy who has 95, and not for nothing, I, I would consider the Eagles, they weren't really a pass heavy team. So you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I just think their combination is so good because I think they can do so many different things. I feel like AJ Brown can go deep, stoke and Devontae Smith, but AJ Brown can go across the middle. Uh Devontae Smith can do the comebacks and he can he can run all those other routes. He's 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 amazing. Number two, I got that Miami Dolphins, Hill and Waddle, enough set. So going back to that, I chose the Eagles at number one because I think Devontae Smith, I would take Devontae Smith over Waddle. Right now, if I look at last year's season, Waddle had 75 catches. Devontae Smith had 95, right? Who had a better year? Devontae. Uh, Devontae. Yeah. Right? So um, I went with Devontae Smith. I love Waddle. I, I would, you know, I he's my kind of prototypical wide receiver. So it is kind of shocking for me to put Devontae over him. But I just think Devontae Smith right now is a little bit better. Okay. Um, but it could change this year. Who knows? Uh, because look, look at the numbers, 287 targets, 194 catches, 3,066 yards and 15 touchdowns combined between Hill and Waddle is fucking crazy. If you had those two of your fantasy team, bro, like, Imagine they, were you missing Tua. they were missing Tua. You're not losing. Number three, I got the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, both with a thousand yards receiving and scored 16 touchdowns combined. They got top three quarterback throwing into them. This is this is a slam dunk at number three. Number four, I got Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It, 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 it seems a little high for them, but they're two top 20 receivers right now on the respective team. And they both have the ability to go to, you know, for the long ball. DK can go across the middle. Tyler Lockett could take, you know, take the top off the defense and run every single route in, in, in the route tree. Um, and uh, I think that kind of puts Lockett as a like a little sleeper. I think Lockett's been a little sleep. He's he's been slept on. He has been. Look look at the numbers from Steady last producer. year. It's just amazing. And he had nine touchdowns. I think. He 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 was wildly slept on. Yeah. And I I don't know why, but yeah, I have them at four. Number five, I got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mike Evans had nine straight seasons with a thousand yards receiving. How can you argue with that? Only reason why I have him at five, and not in four, is because Chris Chris Godwin just fails to stay healthy all season long, and why I think. Overall, I would take Mike Evans and Godwin over Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I just I I rather have the guys that are that are going to be there week in and week out. So that's right. That's the reason why. All right. So we have some similarities, but I have Chase and Higgins at number one. I didn't do. I looked at like their stats and stuff like that, but I went strictly off of if I was building a team, what two wide receivers would I take from that team? Which two do I want? So I would okay. go with Chase and Higgins. Then I would go with Hill and Waddle. And now you were saying about Smitty and AJ Brown. I just. Tyreek Hill is the difference maker there. And Tyreek Hill is better than A.J. Brown. So it's just like when I see it, I just, as much as I like Devontae Smith more than Jalen Waddell, it's just to me, when you have Tyreek Hill, like he is an actual game-changing wide receiver. I get it, yeah. At number three, I have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith because um, everything that you said. At number four, I have Ed Evans and Godwin 
I don't understand. We talked about this last year when we were talking about fantasy with Mike Evans. He is so disrespected amongst like the football world with when it comes to wide receivers. And I'm I don't I don't it. understand it. And Chris Godwin too is starting to be slept on. I know his injuries and all that, but Chris Godwin's awesome. Chris I'm, Godwin could be a one on another team. I'm just glad you said it. So that's that. And at number five, I have my wild card, and that's Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Wow. Because I think last year Christian Kirk showed that he can be a true number one. He was awesome with Trevor Lawrence. And Calvin Ridley, look, I know last year was rough for him, but Calvin Ridley's the man. I think um, Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are going to be a dominant duo this year. So, so, so you have, so what I'm hearing is Calvin Ridley to you is a top 20 wide receiver, right? Yes. Now it's hard to look. I, like I said last year, it's hard. He wasn't there. I know. So it's like you got to go back to this previous season. Yeah. It's like but I still believe that Calvin Ridley's that guy. Okay. Okay. I don't. I, I don't hate it. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a good player. Yeah, I think no, he's fantastic. I think Calvin I think, Ridley and I mean Christian Kirk lived up to his contract mm -hmm. last year. Without a doubt. Christian Kirk was awesome last year. I, I wanted him in fantasy so bad. And I missed Kirk. Him. I wanted him so fucking bad. You want Bateman in your ass or Kirk? <laughs> That's still Kirk, the best line ever. Kirk down your throat is absolutely insane. That but was one of the For me, things. I don't understand, dude. How could you argue that Chase and Higgins aren't the number one wide receiver duo? How? Um, it, well, it, they're two like legitimate number one cues. I mean, wide receivers. Well, I look at it like this. I, I just like the physicality of AJ Brown. I feel like if I if he if the ball's in the air and he's go he's one on one, that motherfucker's coming down with it. Who? AJ Brown. Oh, of course. I think yeah, he's I know, a, I know, because I, I, I like to think he's a bully on the field. Like I want a bully at wide receiver. He he's a big dude that can go across the middle. He can stiff arm people. He could run. He could outrun any any defender. I, I mean, obviously, and you know, go the, up and get it. Obviously, the other candidates too can, but like just the bully factor, I love that style. I love it. I just do. And Devontae Smith mixed in with that. To me, that's a lethal combination. They can run every single. They can run the whole route tree. They can run the whole route tree. Yep. So to me, that's a lethal combination. And and I, obviously, I believe that for Miami and and the Bengals wide receivers as well. I just prefer the style with the Eagles. I just, I, I just think they're just, they're just dynamic. And I think, you know, the rapport they have, they have a brotherly love there I too. Know, like, I know. you know, skinny Batman, Batman, like to me, that's fucking dope. That's all Jason. That's all Jason. That's There's all Jalen no leadership. There's no egos. Nope. So to me, like, that's what I like. Like to me, like, I think Hill, he's got an ego. They all of have course. egos. Don't get me wrong. AJ Brown's an ego, but I think when he sees his fellow uh, wide receiver, on the opposite side, have more catches than them. You didn't complain. You didn't. You didn't complain about that. He took it for what it was. He got his money and he performed. He got fourteen hundred yards and eleven touchdowns. That's that's amazing. That's to me. a great season. And in his first year with the Eagles, yeah, that's what makes me think like, all right, there's bigger things coming for this offense. Oh, absolutely. So that's the only why thing is, I mean, they lost Shane Steichen. Shane uh, Steichen. Yeah, but unless unless you know AJ Brown and Devontae Smith need some like. You know, uh, you know, juice to 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 get them back to form. They're, 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 they're there. Yeah. Like I, I don't care who you have as a uh, who's the offensive coordinator. You put the ball in their hands, they're gonna make something happen. And yep. especially when you got Jalen Hurts, who progressed like crazy last year. Yeah, I, I actually think I'm I'm gonna put the Eagles in number one. I yeah. do. I, I think it's, I it, it is. No, it's, I get it's a it. reach. I just I, get I can't. It. I just I can't get off of Jamar Chase and T, I get it. Uh, T. Higgins. I get it. And, it. and it's amazing too because like I we're picking. I'm picking the Eagles in number one. 
for the longest time, they can never find a wide receiver. I know. So now that I'm picking in the number. They have two locked up for the next four years. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's just to me, I mean, look, you, you could pick either or. Yeah. And you're going to win you football can't go games. Wrong. You can't, you go, can't wrong. go wrong. So it's just about preference. But now speaking on Chase and Higgins, Joe Burrow was talking about his rivalry with the Chiefs, and he said we'll see them in December. Do you think that those two could could be the new Colts and Patriots of the early 2000s? Um, I'm going to say yes. Just because I look at the landscape of the NFL, and it's like if there's going to be a, a, a rivalry – it's Burrow and Mahomes because I think they're the best. They're the top two best quarterbacks. I do. I, you got me, bro. I'm so proud of you. Look, I, I, I can't argue with the success. So I'm always going to lead them towards the success. You know, you know that's how I am. You know, because that I, I, I measure that. Mm-hmm. That matters to me. Mm-hmm. Success matters regardless of where where you're at. I taught um, you a lot on here. 160 episodes. I taught you a lot of shit, but, and I'm proud. But it, I, I'm just saying, right now, I would take Joe Burrow just because. You know, I think Josh Allen's. I, I like his style more than Burroughs. Yeah. Just because I just love excited. I just I just yeah, fucking love him, man. I love him. He's awesome. But I could definitely think this is gonna be the new rivalry. I, I love it. I think these are the top two teams in the AFC. And I think we're getting ready to see that again this year. And I'm looking forward to the matchup in December. I hate to compare them to like those those two. Like they're legends for us, Brady and Manning. Those were like the best football games ever, Sunday night football and stuff. But I feel like those two have all the ingredients to basically recreate that. Because it's just, when you look at them, they are the clear-cut best two quarterbacks in football. And they have a legit rival brewing. The teams do. You know, like Burrow is 3-1 and one against Mahomes. He beat him to go to the Super Bowl in his first healthy year. Last year, it was a it was a, that weird roughing the passer call that put him into field goal range. That mm-hmm. came, came down to the wire again. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to watching them. But I definitely think it can mimic that, that same type of, like, aura that Manning and Brady had around them. What what does so since we have them at one and two, what does Joe Burrow need to do in order to pass Mahomes? Uh, is there a path? A- is there is there is there a path for Joe Burrow to ever catapult himself as the number one quarterback in the league? If he gets two Super Bowls, you can make the argument. Let's do the let's do a timeline. Let's do the first the, the next three years. Mm-hmm. The next three years, what does Joe Burrow need to do? Obviously, he needs to win a Super Bowl. Uh, but is it multiple? Is it is it head-to-head matchups? Is it numbers? What is the criteria that would right. put Joe Burrow ahead of Mahomes? I feel like you will start having that conversation. You said the next three years. Yeah. Um, if Joe Burrow knocks Patrick Mahomes out of the playoffs two or three times, wins a Super Bowl, yeah, I think you could start, you could start making that argument 100%. Hmm. Because here's the thing. Like, Patrick Mahomes... He went to the AFC Championship game five years in a row. Joe Burrow went two years in a row. Joe Burrow, outside of his rookie year when he got hurt, is on a similar path to what Mahomes is doing. He's just not – I mean, now he's not throwing for 55 touchdowns and doing all that stuff. But I'm just saying, like, as as far as – and he brought the Bengals out of it. When Patrick Mahomes took over for the Chiefs, they were an eleven. They were an eleven-win team. They were still Smith. a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, they were an eleven eleven-win team. It's not like Patrick Mahomes went to a shit team. I agree with that. When Joe Burrow went to the Bengals, the Bengals were trash. Yep, they were bottom of the barrel. So, I mean, he turned the whole franchise around. He put the franchise on his back. He comes back from a torn ACL his rookie year, goes to the Super Bowl, and then he follows it up. He beats Patrick Mahomes three straight times, and then he goes back to the AFC Championship game, plays great, beats Josh Allen on the way there in Josh Allen Stadium, 
And it's like, you know what I mean? I just, I feel like over the next three years, if he knocks him out of the playoffs two or three times and wins a Super Bowl, you could start that argument. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the way you threw that Josh Allen dig in there. I, 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 no, no, I wasn't a dig. That was, I'm I, was it. I was complimenting him. I said he went and beat Josh Allen in his house. No, I know. I know. Yeah. He's all right. I know. He's all right. It's okay. But anyway, but in my thing, the next three years, the only thing that he could do is to win the next two out of three MVPs, win a Super Bowl. He does have to win an MVP. Be the Super Bowl MVP. He's got to lead the Bengals to, like, one of the best records in the regular season that they ever had. And I, and they're, they're so capable of it. This two MVPs in three years is not a stretch. Like, it's just not. Because when you got T. Higgins and you got Jamar Chase and they're locked up for that duration – you could do some things. You're going to get better chemistry. You're going to be on the same. You're going to be on the same page. You're just going to be better because you know each other inside and out. Pause. But yeah, you know what I mean? But like, I, I just know that like, they're going to be a lot better as they progress into their, their careers. So to me, like, I think two out of the three is what is got to, it's, it's got to be that way. And Mahomes can't win one. Yeah. Well, here's the, if, if my whole point when I was saying that he has to knock Burrow out he, if he's the Burroughs, I mean, if he's the Mahomes stopper, mm-hmm. like if Mahomes is losing to him in the AFC championship game the next two years, yeah, and Joe Burrow wins a Super Bowl, he wins a Super Bowl MVP, and this year he's the MVP, yep, you can absolutely make that argument. You can absolutely make that argument. Um, yeah, I agree with you. So, r- record head to head, Burrow was what he's three and one, yeah, three and one against you know what everybody's calling his God, yeah. So you're right. If he, if he, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Absolutely. It's a lot, but I feel like it can, it can be done because you could see the trajectory that Burrow and the Bengals are having. Yeah. And obviously the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. And also Patrick Mahomes has a Hall of Fame coach. He has a top, what, three coach ever. Yeah. So it's like you see that, like he's in a good situation. Zach Taylor, who really, I mean, he came from Sean McVay in the Rams, but it's like, Okay, they were calling for his job rookie year, the rookie year. Right. So it's just like, you know, I don't I just j- there is a path for Joe Burrow because of his success has been he's been in the league 3 years, his two healthy years, he's he's going to the Super Bowl and almost won it and he's going to the AFC Championship and almost went back. So at the end of the career, so who do you think is going to be better, Patrick Mahomes? Burrow or Mahomes? Mahomes? Yeah. And you said that with without you know, yeah. any hesitation here? Because right now, I'm going by what I see right now. And right now, I just don't see Patrick Mahomes slowing down. And like I said, a lot of things got to go right. What happens if the Bengals run into the, the Jaguars? The Jaguars are coming. Herbert hasn't broken out yet. The Chargers are still going to be relevant. So you're thinking the competition is getting a lot more fierce in the AFC yeah. to to diminish the chances of the Bengals of going there. It's yeah, a, lot, it's a harder. lot harder to do that. There's going to be more teams. The same's going to happen. The same thing's going to happen for Patrick Mahomes too. Yeah, He's no, got to I, I agree with those that. quarterbacks too. I just feel like, like for me right now with Mahomes, I'm just giving him the respect that he's earned. He's the best quarterback in the league and a lot needs to be done before you can even have a conversation that he's not. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say Mahomes. I'm going to, I am going to say that. Um, I just, I, I, I actually believe that, like, Burrow is one of those likable guys, though. He's the man, dude. He's like, my favorite player. As Mahomes gets deep into his career, I can guarantee you, and I, I am being dead-ass serious, and I've watched it firsthand with Brady. 
a lot of people are going to start to hate Mahomes. Absolutely. They're just going to start to hate him. He's not going to be the, the new guy anymore that everybody gravitates towards. It, the popular thing is going to be to hate on him because he just wins and he does his thing. It's just going to be hated upon. It, it, it just happens. It, yeah. I, I can't explain it, but that's what happens, right? And Joe Burrow not having his, the success as Mahomes, he could very well be the more popular quarterback at the end of their careers. I think Joe Burrow may actually wind up beating him in popularity because Joe Burrow is more like, I feel like Joe Burrow is more marketable. He's Joe Cool. He is. And yeah. he just has that, like, what it. I don't know what it is, but he has it. Yeah. And that's just, you know, what he's I mean? got the swagger. He, he you know, I, I just think that a lot of people can gravitate towards him more than Mahomes. And Mahomes, you have Mahomes has baggage. His wife and his and his right. That's another great point. Because if people hate his brother, eventually those people are going to turn their hate to Patrick. Correct. That's it's just right. the way it goes. It just comes to the territory. It's like, look at the uh, the. Uh, the Paul brothers. Yeah. The people that hate Logan, they usually hate Jake. Yeah. Well, no, no. I think it's the opposite way around. Because I don't really, not a lot of people hate Logan. I'm sorry. Because well, no, 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 no. Like I got you. I, yeah. yeah. People that hate Jake, they're going to hate Logan because yes. he's just associated yeah. with it. It just yeah. comes with the territory. You're guilty by association. That's just yeah. what you are. I can't, I can't explain it, but that's just really what On the it is. subject of hating players, uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay advocates to play Anthony Richardson early. He says you have to play to get better, which I agree with. Do you think that he should start right away? Because I one thousand percent do. You think he should start right away? Absolutely. Explain it, bro. I just my thing is is like you have Gardner Minshew. Okay. He's been in the league for what seven years, six years. You know what he is. He's a freak. He's a backup. If Anthony Richardson comes in in the play in the preseason and he's playing just as well or a little bit, or a little bit like, a little bit below Gardner Minshew, he should he should start. Get him the experience now. But I mean, but again, a lot of the coaches, I don't think they put too much stock in preseason. Maybe when it I, comes, do I think they do with rookies when it comes to the starting quarterbacks, like 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 a Minshew. I don't think he's going to be under the microscope as much as the rest of the players. Oh, like, I do like rookies and stuff like that. I do, bro, because he they they drafted Anthony Richardson in the first round at five overall. But what I'm saying is if he plays like how bad can he play in the preseason Who? Minshew? To the point where you're like, oh, now we got to start Richardson. Like to me, well, I'm saying through camp and everything. I don't think it's a bad idea to sit out for a couple of weeks. I don't think he has to be the clear cut starter in week one. I think he could sit down, you know, sit behind Minshew, learn the, you know, the game day routines, you know, and then get him acclimated if the Colts are on a on, on a tumbler streak where well, and they, they need a spark. You know, I mean, look, what if the what if the Colts start off three and zero with Minshew? Like right, you ride, you ride, you ride the wave. You ride the wave, right? So I think the Colts, like the Colts, can be decent. But I also think there's a lot of expectations with Anthony Richardson. And I think that's a lot of pressure too. When you like, get drafted fifth overall, I, I, look, you gotta I, be worth it. I get it. But yeah. when he came out of college, everybody was saying he was a prospect. Yeah, a project. Prospect. Was a pro pro yeah. yeah, project. Same thing. Like, <laughs> like it's going to take some time to get to that level. So for me, it's like, why don't, if, if that was the consensus coming in and maybe who knows, I'm not there at training camp or mini camp yeah. or whatever they have right now. Uh, I'm not there, but you know, if he's exceeding expectations and he's more than what they got, then well, did you fuck. see what came out yeah. from the Titans? They well, said Malik, said Malik Willis, Willis has been outperforming Will Levis. Yeah. And apparently Malik Willis is on the chopping block. Yeah. Why is that? Because he's a third round pick. 
I, that's it's makes no stupid. sense. We'll if I'm looking at two quarterbacks, we'll talk about that on Thursday. Yeah, Let's table that for Thursday because that that just makes my. Blood I know. Blood. I want to get into that. That shit pisses me 100%. off. It's fucking stupid. But yeah. yes, they they should allow Minshew to play right now, get him acclimated, let him just learn it, learn the offense because. So, if, if he fails, you know Ursay is going to cut bait. Look at their history the last five years. They had a fucking new quarterback every single year. Would you th- so your expectations for Richardson would be low if they started him? Low. I I I I probably I, I mean, who's a good comparison from last year? That was okay. Ritter. Ritter. Yeah, that that's a perfect comparison. Perfect. Yeah. I, I have I have very little expectations for uh Anthony Richardson this this season. Yeah. Beyond, I, mean, I, I do don't know. also because I think that I think that they're does Jonathan Taylor bounce back? Is Shane Steichen a good head coach? Is Michael Pittman can Michael Pittman and um what's his face? Who's the other guy over there? Uh, the wide receiver too. I know. Campbell? No, 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 no. Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce. Fucking can they be all right? Bro. I know that's what I'm saying. I can like they, that kid. Can bro. they do that? If you have Anthony Richardson and he uses his legs, can he pop? Can he be a better passer than Justin Fields? Because if he's a better passer than Justin Fields and he could run just as well as Justin Fields, his ceiling is going to skyrocket, especially in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Totally, I totally fantasy. agree. I totally agree with that. That's a great point. So I don't, but I don't know because I don't know much about him other than he's a huge project and he got drafted fifth overall. So it's like, all right, bro. Well, how are you doing in camp? Yeah, I, you in the preseason. I know, but like for Ursay to say like he has to play to get better, like he's he's advocating for his young quarterback to, to play. Yeah. I think that kind of puts a lot of pressure on the young quarterback. Yeah. Like, no shit he has to fucking play to get better. Like, to me, you don't have to say that, but that resonates toward him. That's directed towards him, and he's like, well, fuck, if I play and, I, and, I, and I'm okay, even though I'm still learning, I could not be here in, in the future. And whether that's fair or not, it is what it is. But if he's a project and you knew that when drafting him, throw him into the fire – and and if he burns, what do you do? Yep. Do you just cut bait? I know. I, I mean, what what do you do? You pick up Malik Willis. I don't know. <laughs> do, do do you ride the project out and see what you have? I mean, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I don't know much about the situation yeah. in terms of what it'll he's come out more because we're getting ready to go to training camp. But if yeah, I, everything's yeah. gonna start coming out. Um, but I want to pivot to fantasy football before we get out of here. Bijan Robinson has high expectations on the subject of expectations. He's a consensus number 10 pick. Do you believe in drafting rookies that high, or do you think, like, are you more of, like, a veteran dude? I would say in fantasy, I am more of a consistent guy. So I go with the veterans. I I know what I'm getting. I think that's what I mean, right? Like, I know when I'm getting what I'm acquiring a Derrick Henry in, in round one versus a B. John Robinson in round one. Like one's a I, wild card and one's somebody that gets 30 touches a week. One's certified. Yeah. Yep. One is certified. Like I he he's he's you can't miss on Derrick Henry. Knock on wood. I mean, just in case I have yeah, I'm the same exact way. I just go with the veterans early when I do snake drafts because I just I want somebody that I know what he is. Do you think it's a big risk to take a, a rookie that high? Yes and no. I mean, is you, the risk the same? I just want to say that. Is the risk like if you got a guy in the third round, third round players, they hit or miss. They're yeah. hit or miss, right? Yeah. Like, what if you got a guy in the third round as a rookie and then you have a veteran guy who I would be fine with that. He'd be okay. I would be fine with that because I know that I had the foundation of my first round pick is somebody that I know I can count on. Right. That's just where I am with that. I want my first pick to be my strongest. Okay. Or not necessarily my strongest because you could find gems. But when I make that first pick, I'm like, okay, 
that's my block. So around one to three, you're you you are not drafting a rookie. You are avoiding at all costs because for the most part, I, yeah. I, I mean, to be a top ten pick, yeah. Uh, what you know what I mean? Like you got to be doing something right, and a lot of the experts got to believe in you to be I a just, top ten pick. My whole thing is, is like, but in round one to three, are you going that route? Like if you see him on the board. Are you thinking about it, or are you just completely reading his name and just saying? I would I'm think just, about it, but I'm if Nick Chubb is there, or like if if you're if I come down, I'm in round three, and I have Aaron Jones and I have Bijan Robinson, I'm probably taking Aaron Jones. Wow. See, at that point, I think the Aaron Jones, it's it's worth to bypass the Aaron Jones for the hotter prospect. But I, but for me, I think, but I, no, but see, I'm the opposite because when I look at the situations, I'm like, okay, Bijan Robinson has a load, has a crowded backfield. Mm. I know Aaron Jones only has AJ Dillon there, but you also have a rookie, and the <clears> offensive <throat> line not, isn't that good. Yeah, who's going to be catching swing passes, Aaron Jones? Because you're going to get the ball out of Jordan Love's hands, so that so you can move the sticks. I don't disagree. I was going to so, bring that. I was going to actually bring up that point with Bijan Robinson being a top 10 pick. I mean, look, you got Tyler Algier. You Let's got go Cordell right to it. Patterson. Who are you most likely to avoid? Because Bijan Robinson is that for me, and I have no problem saying it. Wow. I am avoiding. I will not. I don't care who knows. I'm not drafting Bijan Robinson. Okay, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go Zay Flowers. I'm a little skeptic on the whole Ravens for offense. Real? Wow, okay. I'm the whole. I'm the skeptic on the Ravens offense and passing attack. I haven't seen it. If we're going to talk fantasy, I need to be consistent, right? They got. They're getting Bateman back. They just they they just acquired uh, OBJ a month ago, like they have weapons now and they have Mark Andrews there already catching passes. So for me, Zay Flowers, his opportunities are going to be a small window. So I'm a little skeptic of this situation this year. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad player. I'm not going to say he's going to be impactful. I just think that for a full time fantasy star or a, a, a guy I could potentially draft, I'm going to avoid that situation yeah, in general. And for me, the reason I'm going that way with Bijan is because they have Cordaro Patterson and they have Tyler Algier. Yeah. Algier had a thousand yards last year. Yep. I mean, I, I just don't understand it. Like I, I, I don't, I don't even, I never understood the pick from when the Falcons did it. I agree. And for me, like what that I, I just feel like if you draft Bijan Robinson, you are asking for a headache all season long. I totally agree. You just are. I mean, here's the thing. Aaron Jones is a headache because of AJ Dillon. He was, yeah. And now, but now you have Bijan, who's a rookie, doesn't know the NFL, doesn't know the the way it works and stuff like that, the locker room. You have Algier and you have Cordaro Patterson. You have a runner and a pass catcher. Mm -hmm. So it's like good luck. Why I would I don't want to be in that scenario. I know. That's why I was so shocked that he was a top, he was a consensus top the 10 Falcons, pick. I just Fal the Falcons outfield is a fantasy nightmare. I'm just confused. It's just everybody's believing in, in the new toy. You see a new Ferrari yep. that came out, you want it, right? <laughs> like, that's what that reminds me of. That's just, to me, like, that is, that's a great person to avoid. I I, I respect your your take there on that one. I do. I, I believe in that, too. Because the more opportunities, I believe in the more opportunities, the better you do. Yeah. When you, you have a crowd of backfield, you're fucked. If you throw enough shit at the wall, eventually it'll stick. Yep. Um. Who do you, now, on the flip side, who do you think is somebody that's likely to pop this year? I like Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. I think that team is, uh, I mean, with DK, with Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith last year, if he can mimic anywhere 75%, yep. 80% of this year, let's talk about that. I mean, Geno Smith was a top five quarterback last year in fantasy. Nobody knows that, but I do. Yeah, 30 <laughs> touchdowns. Slept on top five certified fantasy quarterback. And now you're getting a dynamic receiver and in Jigba along with DK and Lockett. 
slam dunk. I love this kid. I think because I, it's a different situation than the Ravens. Yes, I, I what I describe with the Ravens, but I trust Seattle's passing attack more than I do with the Ravens. Call me crazy. I, I don't yeah. I don't care about that. Yeah, I just I, I watched last year and Geno Smith looked like a different player. I know he looked like he understood the system. He looked like he was very decisive with decisions. Looks like his players love playing for him. And they're just on the same page. And it looks like everybody was wrong about Pete Carroll on offense. Yep. He's not just a defensive guy. I totally agree. But for me, it's Jordan Addison. Because mm. he's taking over Adam Thielen's role. Adam Thielen had 107 targets last year. Yeah. They were inefficient because, you know, he's kind of washed. Yeah. He's on, he's on the downside. But I just feel like you're going to have so much attention on Justin Jefferson. Then you have TJ Hawkinson. And you lost Dalvin Cook. Mm. I just feel like Jordan uh, Addison's going to have, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to see one-on-one -on -one coverage. And I think he's good. So that's my that's my most likely like Jamar Chase to break out. Okay. Or Jordan. Garrett Wilson like last year. I do like I do like that a lot. I think my only concern about Addison KJ um would be just the target shares. But then I could also I can argue with that with Jackson Smith and Jigba too. Yeah. I lo I love it. I I think Jordan Addison's going to be an awesome player for the for the Vikings. It's a great point. I mean 107 targets you got to replace, right? With Adam Thielen. Yeah. This guy's apparently got some some speed yep. and can move inside and out the routes quickly. Um, yeah, I think it's a great fit for the for the Vikings. I I love that pick. Um, all right, last thing before we get out of here, we're gonna do our new uh, segment called Pounce or Bounce. Pounce means yes, bounce means no. We're gonna do it auction draft style for who you would draft. This is the auction draft edition, baby. Which is what we do, and it's, this is fire. It's hard. Yeah, this is this is some good shit. All right, Lamar Jackson, twenty seven dollars. I'm gonna say pounce. Me too. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great price for Lamar Jackson. I was on the fence of it. That's okay. a great price. Geno Smith, ten dollars. Pounce. Yep. Top five way. quarterback last year at ten dollars. You can't beat it. But that's, that's however, the only thing with Geno is I'm a little nervous. Can he replicate? Can he replicate seventy five percent of that? I don't know. I think he will because he has the same pieces coming back and, and more and more. And I was gonna say that with Jigma Smith and they added Charbonnet. I just feel like it's hard because it's Geno that I've known the entire. I career. get it. I and now he's popping, but that's the same. It goes. I the same it. thing goes for Jared Goff. I get it. Yeah. So, I, well, Jared Goff has had success. Let's yes. not get it twisted. He went to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl yeah. yeah. It just seemed like he doesn't have much success because right. you look it's at Jared Goff, it's Jared Goff. Yeah. And he doesn't know where the sun rises and sets. Yeah. Well, that's fucking crazy. Um. Anyway, Christian McCaffrey, eighty-five dollars. I'm gonna go bounce. Me too. I'm bouncing on this. Uh, eighty-five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Huh? Pounce or bounce. I'm yeah. bouncing on this. You heard me. All right, $85 is too expensive for me. This guy has had a history of injuries. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be in San Francisco. That's also concerning for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm bouncing on this. $85, I'm yeah, out. I'm out on Christian McCaffrey, too, with that for that price. Yeah. Tony Pollard, $62. i am pouncing. I'm, I'm pouncing on this $62. Why? Because I have Tony Pollard as a Tier 2 running back. He's a Tier 2 running back, and I think he's going to be – an RB two this year, and he could very well be an RB one because Dallas really they, they they've explained it all offseason. They want to run the football. That's the more. only reason that I'm pouncing because part of me wants to bounce, but when I look at it, I'm like, you have Mike McCarthy openly saying I want to run the ball. So yeah. Tony Pollard, I mean, he has he has top five upside. Does the does his previous injury from last year concern you? It does to me to a, a little, little bit, to a I degree. Mean, it happened in January. Yeah, so it's only going to be nine months nine months removed. Yep. Keenan Allen, twenty seven. I'm bouncing on this. See ya. I'm out. Yep. Me too. I'm out. I love Keenan Allen. He's a target share hog, but 
I eventually it's gonna it's gonna run out. I think I, I think he's he's been on the decline the last couple of years. Yep. Doesn't really stay healthy for the full season, so that concerns me. But twenty seven dollars, I'm out on that. Calvin Ridley, twenty one. I'm 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 pouncing on this. Twenty one dollars to me for a guy that was proven in Atlanta, right? I just my only thing with Calvin Ridley is I think it's going to take him a few weeks to get back, get so his what? legs under him, and I think he's going to be fine. But Calvin Ridley's a stud. But at twenty one dollars, I mean, look, it's you, worth it. You can obviously you can you can honestly acquire a wide receiver two for the rest of the season. Yeah, if if what you are projecting hits, and and it very well could be because he's in a team friendly offense. He's got Trevor Lawrence. He's got other pieces around them where he ain't going to be double teamed like he was in Atlanta, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So now he it's just going to be a lot different for him, and he could very well be the guy that just you have ETN, always open. You yeah. have ETN, you have Kirk, you have Evan Ingram. They're loaded. Yeah, Jacksonville Zay, really is loaded. Zay Jones, Zay Jones. That's what yeah. I think of. Um, Chris Olave, 33. Uh, I'm bouncing on this. I'm out. Um, I'm surprised you said I'm, that. I'm out. Bounce. Because I know how much you love him, but I am too because I don't trust Derek Carr. I, I, I just – something's fishy is going on in this with the Saints. I just I just don't – I don't like that situation. I'm yeah. off of that. I'm off of it. Do you just – you're just not rocking just, with the Saints? You it just, smells like shit. It smells like shit to you? Yeah, because I just feel like the expectation – I feel like the Saints are getting Derek Carr, a guy who's – I mean – I. Is he is he a good quarterback? Yeah, but he's like 17 games under 500, and they're acting like they got they're acting like they got a Russell Wilson or or an Aaron Rodgers. That's what I feel like is like the message in New Orleans, and I just I just don't I don't buy it. I'm so with you, man. It's so funny because last year like last year they didn't even have a quarterback, and I was I was I was all in on yeah. the Saints. This year they actually have a quarterback with some history, and he's competent. Like he's not trash. No, no, I don't think it's that's that's it for me. I think it's just. I don't know. I, I, it does feel off. Maybe because I'm not really confident in the weapons they have because obviously Alvin Kamara, uh, the situation he had going on in the offseason. Well, he's back now because it's all cleared. Michael Thomas. I, I That's what I'm saying. Like I'm off my – I hate Michael Thomas. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if all they had was Olave, what else do they have to offer? Yep. You know, because if, if if Kamara gets suspended because – Well, I, they got I, Juwan Johnson. Well, that's what I'm saying. They don't. They don't have that other guy. They don't have another tight end like a Hawkinson, a Goddard, a Kel. They don't have that. Not many teams do, but they just don't have enough on offense for me to really like dive again, in with. I don't like part. Dennis Allen. So even uh, though I, yeah, he got the seven wins last year, which I didn't even realize, but I don't see it. Travis Kelsey, forty three dollars. I'm pouncing, bro. You're fucking crazy. You plug this dude in and you don't worry about him except for his bye week. I'm bouncing on this. You're crazy, dude. I'm bouncing. 40, Travis, dude, look, bro. Forty three dollars for a tight end is, is very hefty. I know, but it's Travis Kelsey, dude. But if you have a two hundred dollar budget, you're left with one hundred and fifty seven dollars, and it's like, all right, well then I got to fill out the quarterback. I got to get two wide receivers. I got to get a flex. I got to get two running backs. Who's going to be my third running back? Like you have to go bargain bin hopping if you're going to go for a tight end for forty three dollars. It's Travis Kelsey. I know. Oh, I, I, I get it. I I get it. And, and that's another thing. Like, we got to have a discussion about the tight end position itself because I feel like it can make or break your team. I know. That, and, and, and that's my point. But at what price is yep. it worth it? Yep. That's a conversation we need to have, and we will table that. Yeah. So let's go to the next name. And then, all right, last one before we get out of here. Darren Waller, 18. I'm bouncing on this. I'm pouncing. I'm out. I'm pouncing. I think Darren I'm, Waller is going to have a comeback. I think Derek Wall, Darren Waller is going to have a um, a big year. I'm bouncing on $18, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I just the, – the injury history just scares me. Like, to me, I, I would just go after a Goddard for maybe $20. I, 
I know what I'm getting. I'm getting top five production. I'm, I don't have an injury history. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Darren Waller does. I know. I like him this year, though. He got his contract. He's with the Jets. I mean, he's with the Giants. They don't really have a big wide receiver group. I think he's going to be a target hog. You think so? Yeah, I do. What concerns me was Evan Ingram's role in New York. But they didn't have Brian Dable. I agree with they that. That's a great point. Uh, what's his face? Who was that clown? I huh. forget, but whatever. But yeah, you know, you're right. Because, uh, you know, look at Dawson Knox's numbers this this last year i mean would you argue it was up or down it totally fell off now look dawson knox is is skewed because two years ago i had him in fantasy yeah. i picked him up after week two He's a the guy was zone. scoring a touchdown every week but in the red zone he wasn't that's getting what, the, the that's targets what i'm saying and but he was the reason his numbers blossomed so much was because of the touchdowns but that's that would concern me in terms of waller too yeah you know because like if you have dawson knox and he was only getting like 49 catches yeah it's like all right well then maybe the offense isn't tailored around the tight end position and maybe the tight end position is more tailored to 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 be uh, a blocker yeah that could very well be it too you know and who knows but obviously darren waller is a more dynamic athlete i would say than yeah. than, than, oh, than yeah. dawson knox and it's not yeah, close sure. but so that could change some things in terms of the scheme um but yeah i mean I, i'm bouncing on on waller yeah balls. i'm bouncing on all right, guys, that concludes episode 160. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Take it away. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, and we will see you guys this Thursday. Yeah, you heard me. This fucking Thursday at PNI, baby. Peace. I'm caps locked different. It's facts not fiction. I'm still alive. <laughs>